Hello, everyone. Jane here from Your Way Weight Loss. Hi, Leash. Hey. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. Um, today's going to be a good one for our listeners. I think that um, they'll definitely get some uh, good, good, good stuff. Good, good notes. There's some good stuff coming. So today, guys, we are is day one of our. Are we calling it a masterclass, a webinar, a boot camp? Whatever you want to call it. I, I like, like webinar. Yeah. You like uh, masterclass? I think I like masterclass. Cool. Um, we are together, which is our favorite thing. And <laughs> I'm going to miss Definitely. When you go away, I'm going to miss you so much. I I think I, I feel the same way because even on the weekends, if you if I don't see what's happening, if we don't talk, I'm like, hello. <laughs> oh, how is it? How is it possible? I don't know. People are like, oh, what's your relationship to each other? Someone asked that on TikTok with our like laughy uh, TikTok oh, okay. Just best friends. Lovers. Um, <laughs> sis, future sister wives. We don't yeah. know which husband is gonna stick around. Oh, I do. <laughs> um, okay. okay, so we are doing a masterclass on how to create your own meal plan. And we have so many things we want to talk about. It's going to be hard for us to fit it in two days, but we're going to do it. Yeah. So today we're going to share with you how we created or create our own meal plans, like Jose yeah. and I's. Um also, it's important that you guys realize that this is just our current meal plan that mm. from five years ago, it's evolved and changed because I have evolved and changed. So reason number 7,653 that we're not going to give you a meal plan, that we're going to teach you how to create your own so that when your job changes, you get a kid, you get a divorce. You get a kid. Then, I like it. Then you can make your own meal plan again to meet your environment your goals you're going to change as a person so your meal plan should also evolve and change and you know what a meal plan is just we have to use those words but it's just yeah. the what you, what you eat right um so i think i was thinking you know us saying how to create your own meal plan they're like i thought you didn't like meal plans i'm like oh my goodness it's not a meal plan is just what you eat you know um you should be the decision maker in what you eat. That's what we strive for in life. And maybe we want to use different words. I don't know, but I think it'll catch them. Yes. If, oh, of course. Yes. Um, it's more like, how do you, how, what is the structure? Like we're all um, creatures of habit. So, mm. you know, we want to talk about how you kind of like build the foundation of your plan. It's going to look a little different every single day, but it's just kind of starting to create awareness around what works for you and why. Absolutely. Like even Jeff is on a meal plan. Absolutely. He wakes up, he drinks like, a coffee. Yeah. He, he has a routine. He has yeah. a system. He has a process. He has food values. Yep. Okay. Should we just okay. get right into it? Go right into it. Is there anything we want to talk about before? I mean, as they're watching this, we're no longer Tim eating Tim Hortons and we're excited. Um, Alicia, I, I, do you think you'll still be drinking? Oh, okay. So as we're filming this, guys, we're still in the Tim Hortons phase and we're still in the documentary phase. I want to ask you this. So do you feel like any changes are coming in regards to alcohol? Like, did you, do you, like, 
do you think, do you feel like the people on the internet are like, I feel revived when I stopped drinking? Is that how you feel? No, okay. I don't. Um, I, I, it's not like, I think there's some tweaks I would like to implement. Okay. Some but tweaks. it hasn't like, it hasn't like changed your life. No, like some people say not at all. All you, all that it's done is you miss it more. Yeah. Which almost scares me if I'm going to be really honest. Okay. Um, like it, it's like, and I kind of had this realization that, you know, I have like, so such a strong, good relationship with food and like what food would be considered more bad. And maybe I still need to work on that relationship a little bit when it comes to alcohol. And I just spent a month feeling deprived of alcohol. Okay. So I, you know, I, and I have like literally 10 events coming up that are all involving alcohol. So it, I haven't like fully, I need to like, maybe it's going to be a whole other, whole podcast. I don't know. Um, I need to like finish the month and really process and reflect and think. I think we should actually have a podcast about like how that experience was for you and what that means. And then I think it would be good after, like, we'll wait until we actually like are done and that you've gone through those events. Like, cause we have something on the first, we have something on the fifth. We have some, like, so for sure will be definitely. And for me, it's eating, overeating, almost, um, compensation, like, uh, over compensating, compensating. Oh my God. Jeff just like yelled it from the kitchen. No, we didn't. Uh, yes. He yelled something. Pretty sure that's what he was trying to. I can't hear because I have these things on my ears. But yeah, overcompensating for feeling deprived. And it's not that I felt hungry all month. It's just I want to like almost overindulge in the foods that in, in the experiences because it's like I'm afraid of like not having them. You know what I mean? Which is just ridiculous. It's a whole mind, mm, mm. really. And you know what? I, you know, as you guys are, as you guys are listening to this, we're three. We've we've one week left, and at week two, I said to Jose, "Okay, lessons are learned. I feel like we're done." But as the 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 next week is coming, I'm really. It's really prompting uh, me to reflect back on my old diet mentality, culture thoughts, and those are getting stronger and stronger. And so it, it's been a new message and, and I, and I'm really enjoying that. And I'm giving myself time and space to process. I've been thinking a lot, reflecting a lot. I want to like literally write it down because mm. I have a lot to say, and there's been a lot going on in this brain. I like it. There's so much time now that you're not drinking. Oh my God. I saw Hours. you send an email like on a Saturday night. I'm like, oh, she's really, there's nothing else to do. She's sitting on the couch and it's like, well, might as well work. Pretty much. And Neil went, Neil went to Holy Whale yesterday. Uh, this He felt so bad. He's like, I won't go. I'm like, oh my God, like go. And like, he'd been out the night before. Uh, but, and it's like no big deal. Our kids are easy to put to bed. Do you know what I mean? But he like kind of felt guilty because he'd been out two nights in a row. And I was like, I was like mad at him, but like not like rationally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rationally, rationally yeah. I knew it's no big deal. Go, I support you. Like just because I'm suffering doesn't mean you have to. But emotionally, I was like, I hate you. <laughs> it's not fair. I hate uh, no, I agree. And I think for me this past weekend, which was our third weekend, was like, okay, it's official. I feel on a diet right now because I arrived at my brother's with like a, a bag 
So ultimately, it doesn't matter what's in the bag. It's it's this is the only food I can eat. So that like people would arrive somewhere with a Tupperware, right? Um, and so like I arrived with a bag, and I just like couldn't be a part of like the experience. Like everyone was choosing what they wanted to eat. It's like I didn't have that choice. Um, and that's how diets make me feel. Like it's just I don't have a choice to like how I want to live my life. And just me feeling like I would literally trade my five pound loss. Like even like so on this menu, you create a deficit, right? So chances are you're on a certain meal plan to create a deficit or to lose weight or to, you have goals, right? But often we put our lives aside to achieve that goal. Well, I would have traded that goal or CTV or that weight loss for eating, eating that, that night. I'd have been like, trade it all in. Straight um, trade. Yeah, straight trade. And I said, I think that's what happens when we lose massive, like that's just my, that's me and uh, documentary and us being so aware of what's happening. But think of someone that loses 50 pounds and is in this like pretty dedicated weight loss journey. And at one point, if you've gained it all back, you traded it all in to just live your life again, to have your life back. When you think about it, like little by little, maybe it wasn't like straight trade, but little by little, you just went back and you missed your life. Um, and basically I ended that little Instagram with like, the thing is though, is that you need to realize that you can lose that 50 pounds and keep it off while living your life. That's the part that's not out there in the industry. That's the conversations that the people are not having right now. It's either, do you want this or you just want your your life? It's one or the other. And that's not okay because both can coexist. And And we know that. That's why it's hard. But, and we show that we show that over and over and over, know. you know, we share our lives We're we're so open and honest and share, um, but people still do not believe us that we are living that life. So we're going to keep showing up, keep sharing. Um, and this, uh, how to create your own meal plan masterclass is going to teach you how. Okay. All right. So where do we start? So let's talk about meal frequency. So also guys, before you really dig into this, you're going to have to like kind of clean your slate, get out your white canvas, and you're going to have to let go of breakfast is the most important meal of the day. You cannot eat at night. You should eat three times. You should eat five times. You have to eat every two hours to keep your metabolism going. We need to table the old rules and the shoulds right now. Yeah, I, I, I love where you're going with this. I see what you're saying. So before we can have these conversations with you where you actually create your meal plan and not the one you think you should, uh, you actually have to clean out all the shoulds, okay? So if you compris, you take out all the shoulds right now and it's just you can make whatever decision you want. There's nothing that's better than the other. Okay, good. Good talk, everyone. Okay, so meal frequency just means how often you eat in 24 hours, okay? We are all different. Um... For me personally, what works for me right now is eating three times a day. I do not eat until I'm hungry. Sometimes that's 10. Sometimes that's one. I usually eat like a big salad um, and then I'll have another meal. I don't really have snacks. I more have meals um, and then I'll have another meal. So I have three and they're almost probably about the same amount of calories. There is a mix of carbs, protein, and fat. And I have three meals a day. That's my meal frequency. That works for my hunger. It works for my lifestyle. I love what it. Is for share about your meal frequency. <laughs> all right. So my, uh, it's very interesting because I've like tried all of the meal frequencies. It could have been like, okay, I have also about four meals a day because I always 
for me, I prioritize eating at night. So we're going to talk about that later. Um, but right now before Tim Hortons and even during Tim Hortons, I see myself more spreading the love during the day. And so I probably eat for sure. I would say six times a day, um, where I have actually two snacks in the afternoon. Um, so let's say the first time I eat is like at 10, then I would eat or 11, then I would eat at one, then at three, then at five. And then I would eat again, sometimes even seven and then nine. Like yesterday I ate in, at all those times. So there's like what, six, seven meals in there. Um, again, close to pretty much the same uh, ca calories all to, like separate. Some are a little heavier, which is fine. Probably my first meal is the heaviest. Yeah, Why like do you... Five. Why do you think that that meal frequency works for you? Like, is it your lifestyle? Is it your hunger? Is it your... I think it's what works best with my relationship with food that I give myself permission to eat whenever I want. So I think naturally I choose that versus I'll just wait. I like don't want to wait. I'm like, oh, I'll just eat again. Like I like eating. <laughs> so I like the act of eating. Um... And so, and also I think my situation of working from home, it's always there. I always have access to it. So I needed to really create a good relationship with having access to it at all times. Um, so for me, that was a part of my transition to working somewhere where there's an actual like ding, it's time to eat. Like we were teachers before. So we were told when it was time to eat to like, you have full, you know, uh, responsibility or choices to when you want to eat. And I just realized that that helped me create a really good relationship with that, um, environment. That's good. Perfect. huh? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so meal timing. So for me personally, again, I don't eat until I'm hungry. I don't find that I'm hungry until around noon. So, uh, some people would say I skip breakfast. Some people say I fast. I do not like to label it. I technically am not fasting because I'm having milk, oat milk in my coffee. Um, and I just, I'm just listening to my hunger. It's also for me a very easy time to not consume calories. Like if you're trying to create a calorie deficit, Find the easiest time. We so often when we're trying to create a calorie deficit, choose the time that means the most to us to eliminate. I, I know what you're saying. And, and also we choose to eliminate our favorite foods first. Like it's just Absolutely. insane to me. No yeah. wonder you guys don't want to go on a diet. You instantly eliminate your favorite foods and take away your favorite time to eat. So yeah. I'm most hungry in the afternoon. That's when I really enjoy that. And I do not eat at night. Not because I think it's bad. I'm not hungry. Yeah. Um, for me, I probably uh, eat around 10 a.m. 10 a.m. is when my body's like, you're hungry now. Um, and it's interesting because I eat at 9, p 9 p.m. So you would think maybe I could last a little longer. It's just how I, how I feel. I think of people that like, we also work from home. So we don't burn a lot of energy in the morning. We sit, nope. we work, you know. So yeah. we're just there on, at a desk in our home. Uh, it's very different than when I was a teacher when I was a teacher, I would eat breakfast every morning. So it really depends on your life. And when, and if you are a person that moves your body, when you move your body, like if yes. I, I should say that when sometimes I have to go for a walk in the morning to fit in my walk, if I want it, depending on my day, I'll eat before I go for my walk, even if I'm not hungry, because I know I will need that energy for performance for my walk. Yeah. So like it fits our lifestyle.
And yeah. also like reminding people that I often work out at, at, well, a big part of my life was working out at night, every yeah. night at 7.30 PM. Maybe that's why I created that habit relationship with eating at night. Uh, when I came back, I knew I had another uh, something to eat when I would sit and, and watch my shows. And also like it's, it's, we'll talk about happiness. That's also part of, of my happiness. So, yeah. So, so Jose eats at night pretty much every night, do you think? Absolutely. Every night. Okay. I would, I would never go without. Um, yes. I mean, it would be really rare. I would be the only time I would not eat at night is if I, um, had a different type of supper where it was like really hot. Like I was, I was not hungry, you know, but most of the time it's routine and it's, it's part of my hunger cues. So as you guys are listening to this as well, and as you guys are, you know, in the masterclass, I really want you guys to think about that if you want to lose weight, you simply need to create a calorie deficit, that there is no magic in your meal frequency, your meal timing, or any of the other things that I'm going to talk about. The magic is when you find something that aligns with your life, your values, and your happiness. So Jose there's no magic in what Jose does. There's no magic in what I do. We do two different things. We've still been successful and continue to be successful. That's why it's so nice that there's two of us. Um, okay, portions. So for me, because I eat only three times a day, I absolutely eat bigger portions than you do eating six times a day. Absolutely. So I just value that. I find that I'm more successful when I eat that way. Do you hear my children? Nope. Okay, perfect. Um, so for me, it's it, people know that I'm a volume eater, right? And just because I, oh, she's frozen. Oh, perfect. Okay. So I'm a, vo a volume eater. People would say that about me. Um, but lately, I think just like the month before we did Tim Hortons, it's like all of a sudden I changed the way I was eating. Um, and I was still just because I wasn't a volume eater, I was eating often, I wasn't creating a deficit either. So it's not in the meal frequency that really puts you in a deficit or not. I went from volume eater to non-volume eater and eating more often, and but still eating the same amount of calories or even a little bit more. I was a little bit in a surplus there at the end. So it really, there's, it, you need to find your way where you're also happy with the results, you know, you're like, okay, well, I'm still maintaining it, but there, there's no magic in the meal frequency. And there's also no magic in what you are eating. Like imagine us eating Tim Hortons for a month, losing weight. Clearly there's no magic in broccoli because we didn't have any and we still lost weight. So when it comes to losing weight, there's no magic in one food item or any food item. The magic is in you finding the food items that make you happy while being able to perform and get to your goals. Absolutely. Um, okay. So another thing that I think is really important and, and like this will probably take up a big part of our masterclass is hunger. Uh, Please. I I'm, I'm pleading with you <laughs> create better awareness around what hunger feels like what, before I lost weight, I was identifying hunger as just not full anymore. I had lost the sensation, there was a big bang. I was like, what was that? Waiting for the cry. Um, Is there something? Neil's there. Okay. Ever since Piper had that accident, I swear I have like, I'm on my walk and I'm like daydreaming of like what could happen to my children. 
No, that's not a good place to be. Yeah, no, I hate it. I hate it, but I can't no. stop. I'm like on edge. It's like now I know accidents happen. It's so weird. No, 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 you can't. <laughs> Never bring your pl- your mind to what could happen to your children. Oh, anyway. Okay. So hunger, I was really identifying, um, not full as hungry. Um, and it took years. And I, I think there's something to be said about us actively trying to be more in tune with when we're hungry, what hungry feels like not seeing hunger as like this terrible thing. It's like uh, your body telling you it's time to eat soon. Like identifying what works best for you? Like, can you get hangry and then be reasonable? Or do you get hangry and then way overeat? Yeah. What time of day are you more hungry? So I'm more hungry around like two, three, four. So that's why most of my calories come in around that time. I think you also, guys, as you're listening to this, like like Alicia said, create such good awareness about like, am I, am I full or am I just not emotionally satisfied. And I think there's that piece, a big piece of what's missing right now in society's people are not, are, are struggling with finding emotional satisfaction with food. And so the binging and they're like, but that's not because you're hungry. It's because there's something often that's an emotional want and you can't get it from in that moment, maybe you should be able to get it with a conversation. I'm always about conversations, um, but sometimes you choose not to, and you start eating and you feel better, you know? But anyways, I think that there's a part of you wanting a second plate or wanting more of the whatever that is emotional. Like I want the second plate because it would just be so good. Not because I'm hungry. It would just be so good, you know? And again, nothing bad. You're not a bad person. Just create awareness around it. Um, stepping away from the table, stepping away from the food, putting it in a, a Tupperware when you're done putting it in your plate. These are all like strategies that can kind of like create distance from you and the food once you know you're done. And I think we created distance with our documentary, with our food. Once we ordered our food and ate our food, it's over. Like there was no going to grab a dessert or more chocolate or another whatever. We ordered our food. It's over. And at the beginning, j'ai trouvé ça dur. Like I found that hard because I'm so used to having access to whatever. But I created such awareness of like, I'm not hungry right now. I just wanted sugar. I just wanted, you know, a dessert. So for me, that just like, it created that awareness that I will definitely bring to, that I'm bringing with me once this is done, you know? Me as well. Like I often would be like, oh, I'm still hungry, but (coughs) so sorry, everyone. Did you Um, text Neil? Everything's fine. I texted Neil. He didn't answer. The crying stopped. Um, Okay. uh, We, I was not giving myself time to feel full. So guys, I would be like, and I, and I, I, upon seeing what I'm doing now, reflecting back, I would grab another chocolate. I would grab a handful of crispy minis or whatever, telling myself I was still hungry. Well, now it's not that I'm saying yeah, I can't eat. I'm just saying you have to drive to Tim Hortons if you want to eat. Yeah. Um, I'm realizing uh, I'm not really hungry. Three hours later is when I start to be hungry. So obviously I wasn't hungry in that moment. I just hadn't given myself time to digest my food and my stomach to tell my brain I'm good. Oh man, there's so much that came out of this uh, documentary for us personally. Huh? I like, I've learned so much about pre Jose, pre Tim Hortons Jose. I feel like I have a better relationship with food. Like, I feel like my relationship with food is so strong right now. We're in a good yeah. place. Yeah, long, long term. Um, not even worried about my vacation at all, Alicia. Good. I'm like, even if people like go out to eat, I know that like I have choices and like I, I now like 
see the benefits of like skipping the fries and just having the burger and a diet Coke. Like, you know what I mean? And feeling like I can be a part, just like in the past, I would gain so much weight on vacation. You guys just FYI, like that was my routine. That was the way I did it. And I never took the time before, like a, just maybe two, three years ago where I now two years ago, where I went on that vacation in Grand Cayman and did not gain weight. Remember for two weeks. I do. And I was like, and I, it's because of the relationship I had worked so hard on, um, not, <clears throat> it's not about what I did on vacation. That was the issue. It's what I was doing before. So I would like almost put myself on a diet before going without recognizing it, without awareness law. And I am the awareness queen. And it's like, I wasn't realizing, Jose, if you go on vacation and you gain 10 pounds every time, there's something you need to look into. Hello, it's screaming at you. Why are you doing that? I thought it was just how people did it. And now it's like, I have way more awareness of like, if you don't restrict before leaving, you actually do right better when you're there. And and I lived it. And so that's what I want to live this time as well. Like you can have whatever, there's no bad food, like go enjoy, but like have awareness around blah, 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 the excess, like we spoke of on Monday. So anyways, uh, yeah, all I, good. I, uh, yeah, it's been amazing. I do also feel like this documentary has shown me certain areas that I could be better with my relationship, like that I still have language, I still have work to do. But it's yeah. really concreted for me that my relationship with food has like come so far and like it's so strong, so healthy, so proud of that. That that's been great. Yeah. Um. Okay. Macronutrients like carbs, protein, fat. How do you feel? Like mm. we all think we need all this protein to stay full because bodybuilders eat protein. We need less protein than we think that we do. Yeah. Um, and that seems to be the consensus uh, between uh, professionals that uh, there's this uh, stigma, I don't know what I would call it, but this belief in the in the society that people need such high protein and they're like, it's, it's coming from the fitness industry and it's really skewing people's um, relationship with protein and carbs and, and focusing on fiber and focusing on other things. All macronutrients have value. You yeah. know, like, you know, fat is going to help you make you feel full longer. Carbohydrates are your main source of energy and will give you energy immediately. Protein is going to help make you satisfied longer. Um, it helps you build your muscle, um, keep your muscle, all that stuff. They all have value, guys. However, us thinking, the, the general public who does not lift weights, thinking that we need to, like, consume, like, over 100 grams of protein a day or else we failed is like us really missing the big picture. Yeah. And you know, we got we got blinded by all of that as well at the beginning, uh, you know, at your weight loss as well. It's like we're trying to really help people feel like they had more control. And at the end of the day, we've really like in the past, I want to say four years, three years, like really helped people figure out their way and gotten the proper, I want to say not education, but information. Um, and so that for us has really helped the humans be happier and not strive for numbers that weren't even the right ones. So even for us, you guys, there was some learning to, to be done on our end as well. Absolutely. So instead of us telling you how many grams of fat, we're going to tell you what fat's going to do in your body, why it's good, what carbs are going to do in your body, why it's good, what protein's going to do in your body, why it's good, then I, we want you to go in your world and create awareness around how you feel physically, but also your satisfaction level, your happiness when you have those, that kind of like combo in your life. And then you go and figure out your combo. For me, I like to have meals that have all 
those macronutrients in it. This makes me feel more satisfied, more full, more happy, aligns with my food values. But if you don't have those same food values, go eat toast. Absolutely. Um, no, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's just having that open conversation of like, but even if you just had carbs for breakfast, it's gonna be okay. Like it's just having that permission and chances are you might choose to have an egg because you do value protein and you know that protein makes you feel fuller and blah, blah, blah. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to be okay if one morning there's no protein. It's just that you're not going to feel like a failure if you right. don't have the egg. Like that yeah. is so important. We want to give space for you guys to be humans, for you to live your real life, for you to be busy, for your kid to be sick, for you to go on vacation. This yes. is Yeah, this is the conversation we should be bringing to the table. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I feel like we've been talking for a long time. Oh, 28 uh, minutes. Yep. Yeah. It's, okay, it's a good so podcast. We also were going to touch on your food values, guys. This is our last point before we close up. So we need you to figure out what you value. So we all have food values based on our experiences, our environment, who we are. So, you know, and my food values do not make me a good person. What gives me happiness, though, is when my choices align with what I value and not what I think I should do. So inexpensive. I actually am happy to throw money at food. I, I th That is not one of my food values. I'll buy the fruit tray. I'll buy the, I don't know, spaghetti squash, even though it's $7.99. Like that. So that's not one of my food values. Nutrient dense. I'm going to say it. If you don't value nutrient dense, it does not make you a bad person. Yeah. I can tell you why nutrient-dense food and what it will do for your body. But at the end of the day, once you know that, you need to go away and decide if you value that as a significant part of your meal plan. Absolutely. Uh, minimally processed. Again, I can explain to you why minimally processed food and what it does in your body. Then you go and decide how you value and what you value. Convenient. Like, do you value convenience or are you happy to cook for hours? Do you value simplicity? Simplicity. Do you, yeah. Do you, do you value the, the, just that it's easy for you? Like, or you're like, I love to have the sauce and the fru 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 and this, and I like to boil water and I like to do all of that. Right. And it's like, I think that we think we shouldn't value simplicity because meal plans haven't been simple in the past. And even when, when, you know, meal plans are like, Oh, it's so simple. That's so relative. You can't say for someone else that something is simple. You can't say that. I can't tell you that this is simple. Um, you're going to have to create what that looks like for you. And we all have different levels of accessibility. Not all of us have money to spend on organic produce. So I am never going to tell you that you should go yeah. and buy only organic produce. Like, you know, maybe the best that you can do is the frozen vegetables when they're on sale. And that's amazing. Like, you need to figure out a way to do this that aligns with what your resources and resources are time, money, mental energy. Those are all resources. Yeah, absolutely. We all have different amounts of resources. Like someone who is single um, and has no kids has a different level of mental resources that they could dedicate to this process than a mom of three that also works outside of the home full time. Yeah. Oh, right? no, no. Yeah. 
And we all have a different income. So those are different resources. We all have different commitments. So that's different time commitments. So it's about accepting your resources and creating a plan that that fits within those resources that's not fighting against them. It's almost coexisting your resources with your values. Yes. And like, you know, so it's really like, okay, these are my resources. With these resources, these are my values. Um, and going for it and creating your best life. Like no one's going to create it for you. And realizing that living in someone else's resources or why you don't live in the world of the resources you don't have. Like really focus on the ones you do have and create simplicity around that and around your values. It's okay, that simple, but it's, I think that we spend a lot of time scrolling, looking at resources that we do not have, which is adds zero value to your life. Um, so I do think that we should be scrolling in our own, on our own platform <laughs> and looking at the resources we do have and maximizing those resources and being smart about them and, and then matching our resources with our values. Cause you could have resources, but your values don't align with whatever. Like it's all say I kind of mix the, it's basically you have a system. Your life is a system. It is like, it really is. And like, you have to look within your system and not compare your system with someone else's system. That's not valuable at all. It's really looking at your system and, and living into that, like living that system and being in charge being in charge, um, focusing on what you do have and not what you don't have. And, and you know what guys doing your best yeah, and making the decision of what your best looks like for you. Only you can make that decision yeah. and then accepting what comes out of that and yes. not like, but I could do more, but I could do this, but I haven't done this. No, accept what you are investing, decide that what you can give. And then we move on. Yeah. Your life is just a bunch of what you prioritize. Like it's yep. just at the end of the day, what you ended up doing, whether it's the laundry or not doing it, whether it's your bed or not doing it, it's what you prioritize today. That was the, if you, whether you had that conversation with your spouse or you didn't, it's not lack of time. It's what you prioritize and just own that because the, the guilt that comes with, I didn't have time is more uh, damaging than you not doing laundry. Does that make sense? Like just owning Absolutely. it being like, I didn't want to today. That was not a priority. I wanted to spend time with my kids. I wanted to, you know, and then just going to bed without guilt is the best thing that you could do for your health and happiness. So much to say. I'm super excited about this master <laughs> class. So go and sign up. The link is in our show notes. The link is everywhere. Uh, you're not too late. Maybe when you're listening to this, it's the afternoon and we've already had, you know, um, that first day, you can still sign up and then you'll have access to watching it, watching the replay. It'll be worth it. You guys, um, I think you'll learn a lot about yourself and you'll have, you'll leave with a plan. Obviously, Alicia has done tons of, she, she's prepared homework for you, everyone. So if you're a homework person and you like someone to really like kind of put you on a path, well, that is what we're doing with this masterclass. All right. Is that it? I, that's it. That's it. Okay. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, Leash. Bye.